Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating the Latino community about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. Yo, what's going on, Latin Wealth family? Welcome to another episode to Wealth Wednesday. You guys already know if you've been rocking for a while, this is a weekly podcast shows that we put out specifically by Latinos for the Latino community, talking about world news, um, stocks, crypto, finances, business, all types of stuff. Um, even from time to time, we spoke about mental health on this segment of the show. So very, very excited to dive into today's topics. But before we dive in today, I have to give a huge shout out to uh, Toby, who was our guest on last week's episode which we got a lot of great feedback from the episode. I was actually talking to somebody today. They called me. They're like, yo, that podcast episode was fire. And I was like, which one are you talking about? Like, I don't know if I sent you one or like you talking about ours. They're like, no, the one you put out last week was phenomenal. Um, and yeah, we're definitely going to have them on for a part two. If you have not checked out that episode just yet, go back, listen to it. We broke down basically how you can leverage credit to buy or build businesses. And we broke it down in a way to where uh, very simply anybody can understand it. So we're going to do a part two to that episode before the end of the year, but definitely, definitely go check out the episode. It's probably going to spark some different things in your mind that you may be interested in. Um, before we get into the topics today, my brother, Jeremiah, how you feeling today, bro? Feeling good. And Shouts out and kudos to Toby because, man, brought the brought the fire. I got the same thing. I probably had two or three people that hit me in my DM and was like, bro, do lay it down. That was, it, it was Jim's giving. So shouts out to him and super appreciative, obviously, of him coming on and sharing that knowledge. man. hundred mm percent. -hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. So let's get into it today. So, again, you guys know from time to time, Jeremiah, we go back and forth on what we should talk about this week what's important what's trending in the news and whatnot and you know with the holiday seasons we're in the midst of the holiday seasons right now if you're listening to this thanksgiving was last week christmas is in a couple weeks mm -hmm. um you know we spoke about holiday spending a couple episodes ago what we want to talk about and hit on today i think what is really important is the power of gratitude and feeling uh, and and the, the importance of feeling that emotion and having to display that mentality of feeling gratitude, right? Um, and showing gratitude. And so definitely want to have this conversation today. I think it's very important to um, display gratitude. And it's funny because if you look on, I looked up the emotional frequency chart, and it's basically a chart of different emotions that humans have. And if you look at pretty much the bottom of the chart. And think of this like as like this chart of like different vibes and feelings that you may feel, right? At the bottom, at the very, very bottom of this chart is shame. You got shame, you got guilt, you got greed, you got fear. These are all uh, emotions that are at the bottom of the chart. So again, if you're around people when the, their vibe is off, they're feeling negative, they're, you know, their their energy is just different. It's probably because their frequency is in one of these areas of shame, guilt, fear, you know, anger, one of these, these levels, right? And if you even think about that, not even you guys, myself, the times that I felt shame or guilty, 
it's like, yo, my energy was low. Um, I was feeling off. I didn't want to be around people. Right. And on the flip side of this chart, uh, or I should say going up the chart, you know, some of the ones that allow you to have a higher frequency is like motions like reason, love, joy, peace. And right mm. next to love is uh, gratitude. Right next to love is gratitude. And that's pretty much almost at the top of the, the frequency chart. So again, when you're around people that are experiencing joy, love, and peace and whatnot, like they're vibrating at a higher level and attracting things in their life that other people at the, the lower frequency would not be attracting. So I say all that to say, I thought it was very interesting to look that up and kind of look at the scientific aspect of um, gratitude and how important it is. Like I said, it's at the top with love. Right. So when you're in that flow state, when you're enjoying what you're doing um, and you're thankful and whatnot, you're also feeling uh, emotions of gratitude. And I'll say one more thing before I swing it over to Jeremiah. I really believe it's the foundation for having more in your life. Right. I think until you tre treasure the things that you currently have in life, chances are you won't be able to attract the things that you want in life without gratitude. Um, and I think it's, it's pretty much the ultimate state of receiving emotionally. And, you know, with me, I practice gratitude every morning intentionally and especially throughout the day as well. So, yeah, lo I love that you brought this up. I think it's super important to talk about it and um, talk to me, man. What, what, are you, what are your thoughts? I think so many different people uh, talk about manifesting and they talk about the way that they would like to manifest, right? But they don't understand that the key component of manifesting is, as you said, being gracious, right? Or showing or having that state of gratitude. It's it's so hard um, to actually to be able to shift yourself. If you're like you said, if you're feeling down or you're feeling shameful, you're feeling upset with yourself, depressed and things like that. Think about how hard it is for you to motivate or be creative or come up with a good idea. Right. Or to even. Um, get yourself into a mind state of of feeling or creating that abundant mind state, right? So gratitude lets you know that whatever it is that you're looking for, either you already have it or it's around you. It's mm -hmm. coming, right? You're attracting that thing. Same frequency levels, right? We're talking about frequency. This is scientific. The different hertz, right? The lower the amount of hertz, the the lower the frequency, which is more of a depressive state, right? You're you're below the higher you elevate and the higher the frequency is and the easier it is to draw things to you it's almost like a magnet right so that's what i say i think that your gratitude and you being thankful for the things that you have is literally the key to unlocking the door for everything that you want mm, and i've said that multiple times with people and they ask me all the time, why well why do you say that why do you say that because um you know whatever your beliefs you know the entity that you believe in whatever that is right or it could just be yourself that you believe in your higher self you're not going to draw or attract more until you realize that you're a good steward and appreciative of what you have right now mm. right um how could i how could the universe or whatever that entity god for us right how could he trust you with more if you can't appreciate what you have right now the life that you have every single day are you appreciative do you wake up like chris said and say that I'm appreciative. Thank you. I'm appreciative just to have woke, have waken up because many people didn't, you know, I mean, there's literally like people that die every second, 
Mm-hmm. And so imagine yourself. We were talking, Chris, you talked about somebody that had passed away or whatever. And I said, no, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But just think about it. You're still here to have that conversation. You're still breathing, which is an involuntary thing. You're not consciously thinking of breathing, right? So these are the type of things that you, you're like, oh, man, that's dumb. No, it's like the most basic things, but it's the most important thing, right? Because what ends up happening, I, Chris, and I don't know what's funny is people that don't show gratitude for the lower things, even if they acquire or they can go and buy whatever it is that they want, they're still depressed. Mm-hmm. And we see this a lot of times with like actors and actresses and things like that, right? Movies and, and uh, sing, uh, um, rappers, all these different mm-hmm. things. And you're like, how could you be depressed? You have all this money. It's because they had no gratitude. Mm-hmm. There was no appreciation for the little things, right? Being able to walk out your door, being able to look at the grass and the sun. And you're like, oh, you're, you're taking it deep. You're reaching. No, I'm not reaching. I'm being serious. Think about it. Chris, how many people do you know that, like you said, you, and I know you do, that you practice this appreciation? How many people do you know that when you talk to them, it's always negative? Always like, negative. and they got a whole bunch of stuff, bro. <sighs> It's always, you know what I'm saying, right? Like you, every time you talk to these people, you're like, and to the point to where you don't even start to pick up the phone after a while because you don't yeah. want to deal with that frequency. Yeah, you don't want to be around that. So what ends up happening? Listen to that. Like the gratitude that you show, me and you want to link, you want to talk to Chris. Mm-hmm. You want to catch that vibe. You want to be like, oh, yeah, I want that to rub off on me. Even if I'm not quite there, I know he's always positive. I know he's always optimistic. I want to catch that vibe and maybe it'll rub off on me and then I can rub off on someone else, right? It's contagious. And so I say all that to say, if you don't have gratitude in your life and you don't feel you have anything to be gracious for, the fact that you are listening to this mm-hmm. podcast right now, this episode is something to be grateful for. Be grateful for being alive if nothing else because it's an opportunity to make change, right? Mm-hmm. The greatest moment of your life is when you realize that you weren't promised that moment of your life. So if you realize that, be gracious and progress forward in optimism and, and, and you know, and have that gratitude. No, I, I love that. That's a good word. And uh, I love that you said, like, walking outside and just being grateful to breathe and the sun and all that. And it's funny because a lot of people may think that's OD and that's just doing too much. Right. But um I, I recently posted i think two weeks ago on my story like yo i remember back in 2017 when i was at my apartment mm-hmm. and i would always walk outside and i say thank god it's monday thank god for another week and another opportunity and i would look outside my balcony and it'd be a dirt field but i was like thank god for this view thank god for i saw the side to side views yeah from, yeah from and being so to- like yeah Thank God once again that we are fortunate to have a beautiful view of like downtown mm-hmm. Dallas or whatever. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just like, I believe again, being showing gratitude in those moments. So for the times that I, the little that I may have, you know, I was going to be blessed with a lot more in the future. Right. And I encourage whatever you guys are going through right now in your life to show a little bit more gratitude for what you're going through. Maybe it's the yeah. car. Maybe it's like, yo, I need to appreciate this car more. I need to treat it right. I need to yeah. take it to the car wash and like <laughs> really take care of it because one day I'm going to have a newer car, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a job, but whatever the case is, you know, there's definitely something to be grateful for. Like Jeremiah said, if you're listening to this right now, that's a blessing. That means you got a phone. That means you're getting some information. 
um, that means you're in the mindset of trying to better yourself. You like, can process it. Yeah. Come on now. Yep. Yep. So love that. Um, speaking about investing in yourself and getting information yes. and whatnot, we're going to transition a little bit into our main topic of the day. And today we want to talk about why we have to be cautious in investing in companies, obviously, especially the companies that have over eight, eight and a half billion dollars in revenue. Would it be? Right? Would it be? Not an M, would it be? Would it be eight and a half billion, all right, in revenue. So you would hear that and be like, man, this company bringing in eight and a half billion dollars in revenue. That sounds like a company that I may be interested in investing in, maybe. Do your due diligence, as Jeremiah always says. But this company that we're talking about is J.M. Smucker's company. And if you don't know what this company is, this is American manufacturer of food and beverage products. They have three major business units, which they produce consumer foods, pet foods, and coffee. And as you know, us Latinos, we love coffee. What's one of the biggest coffee brands out there that we all know of? Uh, Cafe Bu Bustillo. Did I say that correctly? Cafe Bustelo. Cafe Bustelo. I don't drink coffee. My bad. <laughs> no, no, no. You're good. I know you don't drink coffee. That's... Yeah. I, so, but I do know it's a household name. Um, the Dominican Republic, yeah. Cuba, Puerto Rico, mm -hmm. uh, Colombia. These are like different countries that it's really big and prominent. Um, they own that company as well. So JM Smuckers, when you think of Smuckers, uh, peanut butter, jelly, I know yeah. you guys have seen that. I think they own um, a popcorn company and, and whatnot. They own a lot of different things, right? But we say all that to say that, you know, some investors, they really rely on dividends on investing and growing their wealth. And if you're one of these people that are into dividend stocks, um, you may want to be more conscious about investing in this company, um, and which we'll, we'll dive into right now. Jeremiah, can you break down why we want to be a little bit more conscious with this company? I have some talking points I want to hit on, um, but definitely wanted to bring you in on this conversation. Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, let's talk about what dividends are um, and why so many people are into dividends. Anytime that you get into Obviously, us here as Latin wealth, right? We speak primarily about entrepreneurship. But even if you're in a W-2, right? In so many cases, people that are trying to move into a hybrid form of business, which is I'm working a W-2, which is a nine to five job, mm -hmm. but I'm looking to invest properly to get myself into a space to where I can get passive income and be self-employed or be an investor into property, real estate, however, whatever, right? That pathway to doing that usually starts, or so you'll be told, it starts with, looking into companies that pay dividends. A dividend is basically where a company has investors, the investors invest money into shares. The company then puts that money obviously into product or services. And then at the end of the year, based upon the amount of gain, right, off the revenue, so that amount of net gain that they've gotten, right, net profit that they've gotten, they say, hey, for everyone that invested a certain amount of shares, you're gonna get a dividend of mm -hmm. two bucks a share. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's the company actually giving back to the shareholders and saying, hey, we appreciate you guys. Here's a piece of the money that we actually accrued um, over this year. And it's so like a lot a of people. Would, yeah, it's a bonus. Think yeah. about it. 
There's multiple companies. You look at McDonald's. You look at uh, mm-hmm. Home Improvement. I mean, Home Home Depot. You look at um, like AT and T. Huh? AT and T. Yeah. AT and T. Yeah. There's multiple different in all different sectors of companies mm-hmm. that pay dividends, right? So, in this particular instance, I want to give that what dividends were because people yep. invest in that and they'll invest in multiple different companies, right? And have a massive amount of shares and get actual checks at the end of the year from these companies, just like a bonus, like you said. So with Smucker, they made $8 billion, right, in 2022. So great. You would think a great amount of money, however, whatever, but they're looking, they're actually looking to make pay cuts because they're looking like they're outsourcing or they're creating or doing too much overhead. And so that $8 billion actually, they say, right, is not a lot of money. They say that they're not profitable. It's not fully solvent. Now, that neither here nor there, however, whatever, right? That could be, they could just be saying that. But what it ends up coming out to is the fact of when when and how dividends are paid and them saying, well, we're going to go to a point where we're not paying dividends. We're going to go negative. We're not paying dividends anymore, right? And depending upon how many shares you have and when you purchase it, it was speaking on whether you would even get a dividend. So you could invest a massive amount of money because you're an investor that is looking at companies that actually offer a good amount of dividends. So you would have saw Smuckers and said, crap, man, um, in 2021, they paid out, you know, almost $4, $4.72, like that uh, per, share, uh, per share on their dividend. That's a lot of money because Coca-Cola companies like that, they pay a dollar, yeah. 85 cents, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of money. That's six to seven times the standard payout on a dividend. And so you would have thought to put your money into it. Now it flips, and Chris, as it flips, I'll let you go to your talking points because I'm pretty sure it hits those. But as it flips, you go into what? Go into you can go to your points. Yeah. So I was also going to hit on, like you said. So last year they paid out um, four dollars and twenty four cents in uh, dividends per share. So keep this in mind. The price currently for JM, I'm just going to call it Smucker's company, mm-hmm. um, is around a hundred and nine dollars per share. Mm-hmm. So you grab one of those shares, which is $109, and per one of those shares, you're going to get back $4.24. That was last year. This year, it's uh, scheduled to be paid out only $1.06. <laughs> so, uh, which is really interesting because Smuckers, they basically said they were unprofitable last year. And unfortunately, um, over the last five years, you know, the, their earnings has been trending downwards. So for me, it's, it's, it's a interesting situation. I know you guys listening out there, like, how does it, how are you paying out money? If you, if you ain't profitable and whatnot, my question to you, Jeremiah, is this, was this like a, almost like a marketing thing, like to get more people to come in and invest, yo, we're going to yeah. pay out almost $5 in yeah. dividends and bring in more investors. But over time it's like, okay, th- this company's not really profitable. Yeah. So what you end up doing is for the profitability, right? Or for the books, what you would see is an influx of money coming into the company because they paid out that amount of dividend, right? And so next thing you know, you got new money, which is just cash. It's actually there. They're cash heavy. And so maybe they um, they had their research and development um, um, department sit and actually say, hey, we could go into this new sector. Um, we could there's this new bread that we could do for astronauts. I don't know, something crazy, whatever, right? 
we can partner with Tesla on going to Mars, whatever it was. And so they pitched them something and said, hey, now we're super cash heavy because we paid out $4.24 on dividends. And so a lot of people, a lot of retail investors came and invested in this, right? And so to me, it just looks like it was a game or a strategy that they were using to try to get some money or, you know, build up a cash, um, be cash heavy to go into some other type of sector or to put money into somewhere else. Hopefully that's the honest, because there's nothing illegal about that. That's mm, for sure. It's a strategy and it's completely legal. Uh, is it ethical? Maybe that's questionable, but it is legal, right? Now you would hope that they weren't doing that to pay off uh, or put money into CEO's hands and money into other, that's now that's, that's more of the way people would be yeah. thinking like, oh, you're just putting money into, you know, your executive, your C-suite hands. So it, it says in the articles that um, it's noted that the dividends was covered by cash flow. Isn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't all dividends covered by cash flow? Isn't that what you want? That's what you hope. That's okay. what you hope. But that's, that doesn't happen all the time because there are companies that don't make profit. Now, usually if you don't make profit, right, then you don't pay dividends. But then sometimes, what if you're contractually bound to some shareholders? Let's say you're a startup. And in the first year, um, you want the maximum amount of operating cash, operating cash flow, right, to build up mm -hmm. or to scale this business. And so you promise people, if you invest within the first six months, we'll pay you dividends of X amount of money over the next five years. You may not have a choice. And so even as you operate at a negative, you still have to pay out those dividends. So that, that's there's there's different possibilities, right? And there's different things that can happen. But I I mean, if they're paying out cash flow, if they're paying dividends from cash flow, they were profitable. Mm -hmm. And so then it comes to the point where why do you have to why do you have to cut the dividend out now? And why are you cutting people? Like it's just I don't know. It's it's yeah. a little strange. It seems like some misappropriation, just to so me. I'm curious, man, like the eight and a half billion dollars in revenue from last year. Do you even think that's a lot because of all the companies they own? You would think I would think it'd be a lot more than that. Now, put in perspective, a billion dollars is a paper. lot of money, but I'm that's saying on paper. I'm saying, but all the companies they own, I thought it would be more than that. I mean, you would think it would be more than that. But then at the same time, you have to look at consumerism. And what dies down based upon trends, right? In the socioeconomic world. So if people, let's, for example, what if Bustelo, which is the coffee, had, um, what if they had deals with restaurants in New York City, mm -hmm. right? And over the past few years, obviously, you have different lockdowns, different things that happen, boom, 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 your numbers start to trend downward. Not to mean that the coffee's lost its quality or anything like that, but not as many people are going out. Right. So that means less consumption of that coffee. And, you know, and, and, and that's the way that those things uh, actually work. And so a lot of the times people may not see like the socioeconomic things that are tied to a company and then making eight billion dollars. Those seems to be I mean, that still should be super profitable. But at the same time, maybe they got too much overhead. You have to dig deeper. Like we even though the article gives some good stuff, you got to like probably dig deeper and see the way they've been over a trend of the past probably 20 years, minimal right. 10, because you want to see how they were before the, the pandemic and then during the pandemic and now kind of post pandemic. Yeah. So I'm just, just real quick. Uh, I'm looking at, you know, the different brands, hosted brand. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm naming off some of the ones that people may know. Smuckers, mm -hmm. um, Jif, the peanut butter. Yep. 
um Folgers coffee that's a big one that's crazy that's a big one the pet food uh kibbles and bits meow mix milk milk <laughs> bone these are all you know different ones that you see on tv it's pretty mm -hmm. crazy so that means that they either put a massive amount of money into marketing right mm -hmm. or sure. that means money was misappropriated right and you got ceos or different department heads vice presidents and presidents of these various uh company heads that are making too much money yeah and that is interesting because you look at this list it seems like traditionally the way they advertise is like commercials um like i don't know any of these companies doing like organic content and whatnot no, on social it comes media, at a cost like, right everything everything is traditional right in their aspect of their marketing so any none of those Othello a little bit because it's more uh grassroots like yeah, with the Latino right, market. Right. So it's a little bit more it's that, but that's a little different, right? That comes with the demographic. Um, but Folgers and all that, obviously, mm -hmm. best part of waking up, Folgers in your cup is commercial, right? So stuff costs money. So maybe they should cut that down a little bit and focus more on, like we were saying, getting into the, the technological side of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. IG's so, free. hundred percent. Do you drink coffee, by the way? I do, bro. Okay. Okay. And what brand do you drink? Butello. Okay. <laughs> he's here. He's, I got it on me right now. <laughs> I got, hey, it's right over there in the corner, man. Yeah. Uh, I love it. So when we talk about when Jeremiah preaches about doing your due diligence, this is what we're talking about. Diving yep. in, looking at the reports, looking at revenue, looking at, you know, why is it, you know, uh, the dividends payout is being lowered down you know things of this nature these are the reason why we preach about you know doing your due diligence and looking to into these different companies before you invest in them right especially for the long term um anything else before we get out of here no i would just tell people on top of doing your due diligence guys pick something if you're investing into something i've said this plenty of times before pick something that you're actually interested in because mm -hmm. that's stuff that you'll stay on top yeah. of 100%. Um, pick the top five companies that you're interested in, top five interests in your life, and then companies that align to those interests. Mm -hmm. Those should be things that you invest in because you're going to actually be actively looking into the companies and looking into their their ticker and seeing where it's said on the daily and things like that because you care about that. If you wear a lot of Nikes and Jordans, obviously, then you look at Nike, yeah. right? Yeah. I'm just aligning it to things that you would think of. And then what ends up happening is you own enough shares. When you go and purchase these uh, these products or these mm -hmm. services, you're paying yourself, right? It's just a cycle because you know you're going to make, you're making yourself money. So it's like you're kind of getting the products for free, right? Yeah. If I own 200 shares of Nike and I go and buy some Jordans and Nike went up, you know, whatever, uh, 4 or 5%. I'm making money. So I just got those shoes for free and I'm a part of making myself money. So it's just a thought. No, yeah, that's for sure. That's, that's a great point. That's thinking like an owner. So um, I love the fact that you brought up like, yo, what are your top five interests, right? Yep. Is it technology? Is it, is it fashion? Like what, what are your interests, right? And let's yep. start lining up like the top companies that align with those interests and then digging deeper to see which ones you can invest in. Um, I mean, why do so many people not even think about their 401k because they don't talk about it? It doesn't interest them, right? Nobody, you don't really think about it. And then until 10, 20 years later, but if it was something that you actively always thought about and it was a part of your life almost on the daily, then you'd be like, hmm, I wonder how they're doing in, in the stocks. Let me see my money, right? It, I mean, it just, it stays out of sight, out of mind type thing. 
Hmm. Absolutely. And I want to end on this note. I was having a conversation with another Latino earlier. Um, he's actually, uh, he was actually an actor. And so he was talking about how hard it was to get different roles in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And he said, especially as a Latino, like, they it, was even, it, it was it was definitely like that. But he was like, it was even more like that because other Latinos didn't want to see you win. They didn't want to see you succeed. He said, if so, bro, it was like, it was tough. It was like a dogfight. And he says, in his opinion, the biggest things that hold back the black and brown community is number one, that over competitive mindset where we don't want to see each other win and just tearing each other down, but also the belief system that we don't believe we can have more and that we deserve more. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about showing gratitude and we talk about attracting the thing that you want in your life, this is what we're speaking about. And when we talk about finances and um, investing in companies, if you're listening to this, you deserve to be an investor. You deserve to be an owner. You deserve to be financially free. You deserve to receive the blessings that whoever you believe in has for you. But you have to believe it and you have to take those steps. And we're not asking to take big steps. It can be a simple step. Jeremiah gave a really simple step of like, yo, what are your top five alignments? Of the top five things that you are interested in, like finding the top five companies that align with that. And we're going to continue to preach this because, frankly, we're tired of seeing our people, you know, fighting each other for for pieces and crumbles of the Mm -hmm. pie. We want to see everybody win and there's enough for everybody to win out there. And we we are tired of seeing our people, um, you know, not progress. And we're going to do whatever we can to continue to push this narrative forward. But you have to believe in yourself and you have to believe that you deserve more in life. Capitalism, capitalism is a, is a great system, right? It, it allows someone to come to this country with zero and amass a, a massive wealth, right? Um, but it's something to think about. Someone doesn't have to lose for you to win. For sure. And I think that's the mentality that we have to understand as, as brown and black people that you don't, someone that my brother doesn't have to lose for me to win. Mm-hmm. We could collaborate, right? And we could actually go that much further because now our, we've doubled our efforts. We double the brain power. We double the, the actual purchasing power of the income power that we have, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's the way to think. How can I collaborate? Um, because having a hundred, owning a, I mean, Jay-Z said this, and I'm done. Jay-Z said this. He said, I could have a hundred percent of nothing and that's not smart, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I like collaborating and building stuff with people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. love that. On that note, you guys already know, share this episode with one other person that needs to hear this podcast episode. And we're going to be back right next week, next Wednesday for another episode. And it's the Latin Wealth family. We'll catch you guys next week. Peace.